so much for everything that you guys do. Well, we're going to do things a little bit different right now. We're not going to head right into our message. We are in a series titled Just Say It, but today we actually have, speaking of people who are, um, whose lives are filled with love and they want to overflow that love onto others, we actually have a special guest with us this morning. And really this morning, I'd really love um, in just a minute for her to come and she's going to share about uh, a ministry and an organization called Child Place. For those of you who have been with us for a while and even the last month, it was about three weeks ago, we did not show up in the building and we went and we served the people there, the kids there, uh, the foster kids at this ministry called Child Place. And honestly, um, it's just a ministry and a place that I've just come to recently uh, be made aware of over the last several years, but they truly are, I believe, the hands and feet of Jesus in our community, almost like no other. And as we went and as we served, I thought it would be an incredible time and make an incredible impact in our life if we had someone from that organization, from Child Place, to come and to share the heart of what Child Place is and what they do for the foster kids in our area. This is something where I hope it brings awareness to you, and this also will be something where it'll be a challenge, right? All month long, this, this series, Just Say It, we're going into things, we're tackling things, we're saying things, not just to inspire you, but to challenge you. And I believe today is also gonna be a challenge for you to step up, whether it's through prayer, through giving, through bringing awareness to others, um, and how we can love the foster kids in this community. So if you would do me a favor and put your hands together as I welcome Jen Fister to the stage. She's gonna share just a few minutes on Child Place. Well, good morning, you all. We're so glad to be here. And I'll tell you what, it's just been a real privilege. I feel so much energy here and have already felt so welcomed by you and your community. And as was referenced, it was really nice to meet some of you when you came to the Child Place campus a few weeks ago. I look out now and see how beautiful the campus looks for all the mulch that you put out. And I was sharing with someone earlier how I was leading a meeting while that was happening that day. And I looked out the window and I saw a little kid on top of a huge mulch pile with their little shovel. And they were working hard to be a part of the ministry of helping beautify our campus that day. So thank you so much for being a part of that. I wanna tell you a little bit about Child Place and what we do and then just share a few things about foster care and how maybe you can make an impact in the lives of children and families here in Southern Indiana. So Child Place has been in existence for over 50 years serving children and families who are at risk. We have provided many different services from adoption, foster care, counseling, in-home services, and kids who actually live on our campus. So we provide different types of treatment services for children who've been removed from their homes because of abuse or neglect or just some specific needs they might have. We have two campuses, one in Jeffersonville and we have one in Sellersburg and we serve some boys there who have intellectual and developmental disabilities. And it's been a real privilege to serve them because it's been a great need here in Southern Indiana. And we opened that campus a few years ago and we're so blessed to have those boys with us. They provide a lot of um, fun and some challenging uh, situations for us. I wanna tell you a little bit about foster care. 
Uh, you've probably heard of foster care. You may have heard some stories in the news that are pretty challenging and scary and sad. And we have a problem. Um, we know sin is a problem in our world. And so we all fall short and there are families with trauma histories themselves who, <clears throat> excuse me, unfortunately make decisions to abuse or neglect or abandon their children. And those children, when they're unable to stay with a relative, they enter the foster care system. And they, that system is the Indiana Department of Child Services and Child Place partners with what is referred to as DCS to help support these children by providing foster homes for them. Foster care is intended to be temporary. It's a temporary time of service for children to live in foster homes where they can receive services, just like you were taking care of a child in your home who might be your biological or adopted child. Very similar situation, except their families are receiving services while you're providing the love and care and structure and trauma-informed parenting for these children who have experienced their own trauma in some way. The goal of foster care is for children to reunify with their families. And when that doesn't happen, uh, sometimes some of our foster families have adopted some of those children. I actually have the privilege of knowing a family in your church who has done just that, the Rice family, awesome family, and um, was able to be a very small part of their journey. So today, um, I was thinking about some of the songs that were being sung today, and I was trying to jot down some of the lyrics because it really stood out to me. One, I think it was the first song we sang, it says, my mind says I'm not good enough. And a lot of our kids um, tell that message to themselves, that's their personal narrative. And then I thought, okay, we know that God loves them, we can love them. And, and then the, a song we sang later said, my confidence is your faithfulness. And a way for us to provide for these children is to show them the confidence that they can have in Christ through the service that we give them. So today I just wanna encourage you, if you have ever considered foster care, if you've ever considered being a foster parent, or you know someone who you think they might be able to do that, would you consider stepping out after the service and talking with us out front? Uh, what I always tell people, if you come and talk to us, we are not gonna twist your arm. We really want you to want to do this and feel called by the Lord. And so we'd be more than happy to have a conversation with you just to even begin um, hearing more about it, planting the seed of what God might choose to water in you all. And um, we also have other ways that you can make an impact um, in the lives of others because we know foster care, being foster parents is not for everyone. And that's okay, because it is life-changing. Um, one thing I can promise you is we support you and we help train you and prepare you as best as we can so you're not alone when you foster through Child Place. But also, you can make an impact by supporting current foster families. You could consider maybe volunteering with our ministries at Child Place. We have a lot of fun events for our foster parents and we provide childcare and food for them and our staff just need some extra hands. So if you were ever wanting to be able to be a part of that, you could help provide childcare. Once a month, we offer parents night out to our families. So the kids come to us, we have a whole lot of fun and they get to go out. They can go have a meal. I had one foster mom, came. she came back after being away for about an hour and a half and they can be gone for three hours while we're watching their children. And I said, oh gosh, you didn't have to come back just yet. And she said, oh gosh, we just had a quiet meal for an hour and a half, no kids, and we were good. So they felt uh, rejuvenated. 
So if you are interested in serving in that way, we would be very happy to talk with you as well. Um, one last thing I wanted to share, we, um, I was, when I was driving here, I heard a song on Christian radio and it talked about being a weary traveler. And it made me think about today as my, in my mind as I'm trying to think about, you know, what are some important things to share with you all today as the body of Christ? And we all can be weary, right? It's been a, a, some tough years here with COVID and all. And um, there are weary travelers just even here in our foster care system, right here in, our, in Southern Indiana, the families whose children have been removed from them and the children with whom we um, work with. And they might be weary and um, we can be a part of supporting them. I think what I heard in that song was um, weary travel, traveler, you're not meant to do this alone. And so as the church, as the body of Christ, um, if you'll just consider praying how you can be a part of uh, being a part of the, the lives of these children, impacting them and helping them know that they don't have to do this alone. Thank you all. Thanks, Jen. Um, wow. So yeah, we're in this series, Just Say It. And I don't know if you know this, but May is Foster Awareness Month. And several of you know our story of being a part of Child Place and then adopting our son Henry through it. And I wrote this sermon this week around this idea. And I was talking about it with my wife. And she said, you can't, you can't preach that. And I said, why? She said, because everything that you believe is about empowering and encouraging and around compassion. And you're very dogmatic and divisive. And I thought, well, forget you. I'm going to say it anyways. And I thought about it some more, and I, I realized I get to be a part of Hill City Church where, honestly, some of the most hardest working people, compassionate people, curious people, I, I love, like even over the last six years, as, as we've even shifted in some of the things that we've taught and believed and, and, and provided a safe area for people to contemplate what they believe and why, you, you all have responded amazing. And so the last thing I want to do is stand up here and, and be dogmatic and be divisive and, and say some things that could be, you know, construed in a, in a different way or in, in a way that doesn't really get you passionate and compassionate towards people, especially ministries in our own area. So I, I rewrote the sermon. I didn't, I'm not going to preach that one. If you want to know about that, come, come talk to me. I'll, I'll be glad to share it because I'm really passionate about that. Um, but today, we're going we're gonna to talk about abortion a little bit. We're going to talk about foster care. We're going to talk about some of the, the ministries that are, are doing incredible stuff in, in our own area. And my challenge for you today is to get involved. And again, she said it amazing. She said foster care is not for everybody. And as somebody who, who fostered and then adopted our son, it was a three-year journey. It is not for everybody. So hear that. So remove some of this guilt or manipulation that you might be feeling. Remove that. It's not for everybody. But everybody can get involved in, in one way or another. And so I want to challenge you guys around that. Is that okay? You ready to be challenged this morning? So my Bible verse, James 1, 27, for those of you who might be offended if I didn't use any scripture, there's the one verse for the day. You ready? 
It says this, it's on, it's on the screen behind me. It says, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. That, the Greek phrase for that uh, second part actually means um, to guard yourself from worldly affairs. It's not like an issue of like, hey, you shouldn't drink or hey, you shouldn't smoke or all these things that Christians wanna argue about that don't really matter. That's talking about not getting highly involved in worldly affairs that cause division, cause war. Okay, I'm not gonna touch that. We're gonna talk on the orphans and widows. You cool? Can I share some statistics with you and then we'll be done in like less than 10 minutes. Is that cool? I, I, I know in our, in our world, politically right now, there's a lot of conversations going on about Roe versus Wade, okay? I'm not here to cause division about this because honestly, the answer to the Roe versus Wade conversation isn't pro-life or pro-choice, it's compassion. That's the answer, compassion. The church should be compassionate about this, not argumentative. And I, I was really challenged about this idea just last year because I did not know that if we were to reverse Roe versus Wade, I did not know that abortion would still be legal in about 50% of our states. That shocked me. Because Roe versus Wade in 1973 made abortion legal federally. But did you know that abortion was actually legal before Roe versus Wade in 1973? In fact, in 1972, here's some statistics, over 30,000 women left the state of Michigan where it was illegal and traveled to the state of New York where it was legal to have a legal abortion. I didn't know that. Did you know in the 1930s, 40 years before Roe versus Wade, that in America, they averaged about 800,000 abortions a year, 40 years before Roe versus Wade. And today, the statistics show us that we're in like the 650,000 abortions every single year, which means in the last 100 years, there are on average less abortions today than there were 100 years ago, and that was 40 years before Roe versus Wade. That's interesting. Extremely interesting. In fact, here's something I didn't know. The politicians on both sides of this argument have everybody focused on defending or reversing Roe versus Wade. Therefore, we're missing the local and state policies that are actually impacting abortion right now, the local ones. This isn't an issue that, again, should cause division, but rather compassion. The ultimate answer to the problem of abortion is compassion. Let's be very quick to remember that Jesus loves the people that are on both sides of the argument. Do you? David French says it this way. He says, we're most passionate about the presidency and yet far less interested in the crisis pregnancy centers and foster care systems down the road. And when I read that in 2017, it provoked action. Because again, I will never get on the stage and challenge you to do something that I have not done myself. The task of the church is not to protest the world into a certain moral conformity, but to attract the world to the saving beauty of Jesus. We often are passionate about being anti-abortion, but less passionate about the foster care system. And I think that's a disconnect in the church. What changes abortion is love, support, and community. And child place is doing that. Choices Life Resource Center, another organization that we support right here in New Albany, is doing that. Did you know, another statistic, that more than 80% of our current inmates across the United States, more than 80% have been through the foster care system? 
We talk about prison reform. Here's your opportunity, church. Do you know that one in five students that go through the foster system will be homeless? One in five will be homeless and one in four will already have met our criminal justice system within two years of aging out of the foster care system. Where's the church? My friends, this should not and is not a government issue. This is a church issue. So that's why I love the heart of the people in this church, because I can name like four people that are in this crowd right now that have already gone through the foster system or have already adopted, and I love that. And again, fostering is not for everybody. But maybe some of you in this room have been talking about it with your spouse. Maybe some of you have been contemplating whether or not you should get involved and invite foster care kids into your home. Because remember, the foster care system is not about just providing safety and encouragement for these kids, but the point of foster care is reunification. I didn't know that until I got involved. The point of the foster care system is to have people not just take care of their kids for a season, but to have some Christian couples believe in these people that do not believe in themselves. Believe in these moms and dads who don't think that they're capable of raising this kid, or maybe they're making some life choices because of some addiction, and they need the Christian church not to be protesting and calling them names, but supporting them, believing in them, telling them that they got it, supporting them in an incredible way. And here's your opportunity. And so I want to really encourage you as we dismiss here in just a moment, get some more information. Maybe you need to go home this week and have some serious conversations on whether or not fostering is for you. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, it's not for you at all. And you shouldn't feel guilted to get involved in fostering kids in your home. But maybe you can sacrifice a couple hours every single week or maybe every single month to support what Jen was talking about and going and providing some childcare for foster parents who are already in the system to give them a night out. Maybe you can give them a couple hours a month. And maybe if you don't have any time at all, maybe you can give your financial support. Just maybe. I want you to know that when you give to churches like Hill City, we are already giving to Choices Life Resource Center. We are already giving to Child Place. So your money is already going to these organizations, but maybe you can get involved in a greater capacity and maybe you can give directly to them to impact our own community. Because the problem to what we see in America with these kids who don't have families is solved by the church waking up and showing love, support, and being the community that Christ has called us to be. Remember, pure and unadulterated religion is to take care of the widows and orphans in their distress. And it's time for us to stop bickering on social media platforms or arguing about certain aspects that don't actually bring change to our own community. And church, I believe that what's going to happen in Southern Indiana is going to be impacted because the church finally woke up and started to do what we said works. And that's getting involved. I love how last week we sang that song uh, by Hillsong. It's called So Will I. It's got this powerful lyric in it. It says, talking about God the Father, it says, you're the one who never leaves the one behind. And I want to challenge you, church, is maybe make that lyric become a life mission for you, that your family decides to be the one who never leaves the one behind. Do for one what you wish you could do for all. And watch how the world gets changed. I like in week one as I close. Week one, Mikey talked about this idea that we're supposed to be fostering our greatness. Understanding 
that God has created you to be great because a great God lives in you. So you're already great. And, and our job here as a church is to remind you of your greatness because of a great God living in you. And as she said that in week one, it's been two weeks. I want to remind you is eventually you're going to walk through these doors and you're going to know that you're great because a great God lives in you. And instead of fostering greatness for yourself, you're going to understand that my job as a follower of Christ is to foster the greatness in others. Pun intended. So church, get involved or don't, but here's your opportunity. They're going to be in the lobby. You can find out some more information. They're actually looking. I talked to Brian, who's a part of Child Place as well. They're looking for about six to eight people who are willing to commit to serving in child place every single month, just a couple hours. And again, this isn't for everybody. Some of you are extremely busy. I get it. But maybe we can begin to have conversations to actually put our time into places and organizations that are bringing a huge change in our local community. That's my challenge for you this morning, guys. Just say it. Let's get involved. Let's be the hands and feet of Jesus. Let's continue to support and encourage and be the community and love that organizations like Child Place provide for the foster care system right here in our church. So church, don't leave with any condemnation. This isn't manipulation. This is encouragement. This is a challenge. If you don't pick it up, you're still blessed because you're blessed because of what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. So we walk in that confidence today. And as always, as I close, you're loved and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it.